Hello, my friends, and welcome to Daily Bible Reading, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for February 28th is Numbers chapters 11 through 13. It's so funny because yesterday I was struggling to find something to talk about. <laughs> in full disclosure. And now there's so much. It's like, how do I cover it all? And I'm not even going to try to cover it all. Guys, if you have given the book of Numbers a bad rap and thought, oh, I'll pick back up when we get to Deuteronomy or to another book, pick it up right here in chapter 11 because it's back to the stories, back to the narratives, and it's interesting and everything is so applicable. The previous chapters are applicable too. It just takes a lot more work. But here, guys, we can jump right back in. And in chapter 11, the people begin complaining again. It says they began complaining openly in the ears of Yahweh about their hardship. And when God heard it, his anger burned. And the people were complaining about the food. I'm tired of this. It had been a year of eating the same thing. I imagine, full disclosure, I'd probably be tired of it too. You'd probably be tired of it too. The problem is they were complaining and grumbling rather than asking God for something else. I mean, he gave them quail, waist high, as far as they could walk in every direction, because they were complaining and Moses prayed. Imagine what he would have given them had they just asked and come to him and said, Yahweh, you are a good father. You are a good provider. Would you mind giving us something else to eat? Like, is that too difficult for you? Can we have a little bit of quail? Surely he would have blessed them and rejoiced in blessing them. Let us be so slow to complain. Let us be so slow to complain. Let us not be a people who complain. Let us be a people who ask expectantly with joy because we have a good father who loves to bless us. Chapter 12, Miriam and Aaron. This is... Moses' brother and sister, like his closest people, like they were right there with him from his own household in Egypt. Aaron is his right-hand man, and now they're rebelling against Moses. And it's very interesting, chapter 12. They said, does Yahweh speak only through Moses? Doesn't he speak through us too? And Yahweh heard it. Verse 3, Moses was a very humble man, more so than anyone on the face of the earth. Maybe we need to redefine how we think of the word humble. Moses was humble before God, but he was not afraid to speak the truth to people. Hmm. God appears calls those three out, comes down in the form of a cloud, and then it says he stand. God stood there and called Aaron and Miriam to him. 
And I believe God would have, if not for Moses, I believe he would have ended it right there. He would have ended those people. Moses cried out to Yahweh, please, God, heal her. God answered Moses, if her father had merely spit in her face, wouldn't she remain in disgrace for seven days? Let her be confined outside of the camp for seven days. And then she can be brought back in. So let's just call her ceremonially unclean because of her this leprosy that God afflicted her with and then healed her off to show her a lesson because she was subverting. Let me tell you, it is one thing when people at the very bottom of an organization are grumbling and complaining. That's not good, right? But when you have the leadership subverting the CEO, that's dangerous. You're talking about a mutiny. God was not going to have a mutiny in the hands of his people. I mean, just in chapter 11, Moses had cried out, I can't care for all these people, God. Please just go ahead and kill me. Have mercy on me and kill me right now. And God doesn't kill him. He solves his problem. He takes the mantle, the spirit that is upon Moses for leadership and gives a portion of it to 70 men. He eases the burden. When Moses went to God and prayed and said, I can't do this, God said, let's figure out a way, Moses. I got a plan. Make it a little easier for you. Take some of that burden off of your shoulders. He's a good God. And then in chapter 13, they send one person, one man from each of the 12 tribes into the land of Canaan to spy it out. And we see that craze, that phrase come up. The Nephilim are in that land. We're afraid to go in there. The giants are in there, depending on what translation. Let me know. If you would drop in the comments if you have what your Bible says. If it says Nephilim or if it says the giants, if it says some other translation there, talking about the people that the Canaanites are afraid of. Love to hear what translation you guys are reading? If you would put that in the comments. Guys, this has been Numbers, chapters 11 through 13. A little more relaxed than normal. Going free flow. <laughs> God bless you guys. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.